Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Uh, is that one on there? Sure, why not? I don't know it either. I would have a hard time naming a bunch off of Michael Jackson's Bad other than Bad, which I think is the title of the album. This is how old we are. Class is in. Well, this is the Rock School Radio Show, but you knew that right here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are... Tammy Burns. Now, Tammy Burns, I have noticed, and I'm I'm quick like this. I'm able to sniff these things out. Mm-hmm. You're a woman. Oh, I am. See? See? You know, if there was a test, I would have passed it right there. Now, what I usually do, and I know people are sick of hearing me saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I do the seven days in 70 seconds first just in case something pops up. So you have your little script there. Go ahead and read what the first thing is on 7 Days and 70 Seconds. Mm, Beauty and the Beat hits number one in America, making the Go-Go's the first all-girl band with a number one album. Yeah, there you go. So what you have is a first for women. And lately, the media and just about anybody who wishes to sort of denote history will tell you that this is the first something to do something. You know, the first blind left-handed dentist to eat asparagus. And because it's the first, we're to cheer and what have you. So, well, look, that was a first. And I just simply did a search of the googly. What I have to start doing is using that chat GP to do the show. No, don't do that. Dear Chat GPS, do a rock school show. Okay. And then you and I can just sit back and rake in the ridiculous amount of money we make from doing this show, which is a grand total of nothing. Nothing, honey. So did a googly search and it just simply asked it, what about women firsts? This idea, you know, the first six foot tall dog to eat kibbles. Yay. What are these women first? And you'd be shocked. I have so many of them. I think I have 40 of them Yay. here. Over, and they all have to do with the music industry. If I would have worked outside the music industry, I could have had a ton more. So, look, let's start with some of the very early ones. We're not sure if this was an exactly correct, but the first female composer, according to some music history books, was a person named Cassaniani. K-A-S-S-I-A-N-A-I-A, Kasaniani, an 8th century nun who composed Byzantine chants. And composing is one thing. It's the idea of hers actually were performed, thus you see it. Wow, that's awesome. If you say you're the first blind left-handed dentist who walks with a limp to do something, but you never publish it, no one sees it, Yeah, we have no way of. So there may have been people previous, but this is the first one that we have actual proof. Sweet. The first female 
engineers. And if you if you ever get a chance to go to a recording studio, it is kind of fun that you get someone who sits and runs the audio board. And then usually there's an additional amount of money to have another person that runs around and sets up microphones and all of that. And you right. say, well, what's what's the point of that person once the mics are set up? It never changes. What'll happen is you'll say, you know what? Let's put an organ on this. Now they have to set up all the thing. But the the person who recorded you that sat at the board and such is generally the engineer and I know I'm I'm speaking in broad terms those who know recording studios and such but the first female engineers working in music were what were known as ethnomusicologists they weren't being hired by actual recording studios so what they were doing was going out with recording equipment and recording music that basically wouldn't get in to a studio, Sweet. mountain music, uh, traveling to uh, different areas of the world to bring that kind of music to us. So that's that's so what an ethnomusicologist they, is. Were they taking like just tape recorders? Well, uh, the year the year kind of is not in here, but you see, you, you would have to be post World War II in order to have records, mm-hmm. or pardon me, to have tape. Right. More than likely, it was being done with cutting records. Wow. More than likely, that's how it was done, but I don't know. Uh, what we have is a woman named Alice Cunningham Fletcher, who was one of the first women in the field and went to record the music of Native American tribes in 1895. That would that would almost invariably have to be a cut record. Yeah, it would. Some of her recordings are in the Library of Congress. So is she the first female engineer? Well, it's as close as we can get close as we can get 1895 I would give it to her. Laura Bolton B O U L T O N did her first research expedition to Africa in 1929 recording folk music and bird calls over 50 years of her work captured over 30,000 recordings so obviously Alice Cunningham is previous to her but Laura Bolton really was the first to get on a boat because you weren't flying at that point in time and 1929 and go over to Africa wow. and, and grab it. You know, in some way, music had to move around the planet. True. And back then, somebody had to go get it. There's a, there's also a belief that you would have never had the Rolling Stones and what have you had there not been ethnomusicologists who came down to record blues music here in the South. Mm -hmm. It was very, very regionalized, but it had to be something where somebody got it and moved it out. Now, would it have eventually gotten out? Sure, but maybe not in time for the BBC to pick it up and play it to the youth of the UK post-war, post-World War II, and for people like Mick Jagger and such to hear it. Create the stones. And the one that's, well, yeah. Exactly. It's our own music. We could care less about it until the UK sold it back to us. Yeah. And the one we're going to play first music producer. What's a producer? Well, look, it, you pay someone to listen to it and go, well, I think it should be this. I think we should do this. I think we should try this. I think we should. Uh, it's. It, it, I like to act as my own producer because I don't like anyone telling me what to do. Helen Oakley Dance is her name. Worked in Chicago and was employed by OK Records. And you say, well, how would we know anything from her? She was the producer for Duke Ellington. Mm, How about that? First female producer. Don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. This one was produced by Helen Oakley 
dance on rock school. Taking an hour and talking about firsts in music by women. Why? Because back in 1982, Beauty and the Beat hits number one, making the Go-Go's the first all-girl band with a number one album. Okay, so what are some more number ones or the first for women in the music industry? Billie Holiday in the 1930s becomes the first African-American woman to work with a white orchestra when she toured with Artie Shaw in the late 1930s. That revolutionary, believe it or not. Now, look, I'm going to do these two out of order. Uh-huh. I got one from 1942, and I got one from 1947. Let's do the 1947 first. Miriam Abramson. Now, Miriam Abramson, later she would change her name to Bienstock, obviously getting married. She co-founded Atlantic Records Ooh. with her husband, Herb Abramson, and Ahmet Ergen in 1947. She handled all the company's finances and production. In 1949, Ruth Brown, who grew up in a segregated Virginia, signs on to the label, bolstering it and having it have hits, prompting the label's moniker. If you've ever wondered this about Atlantic Records, why does it say the house that Ruth built? Right. Well, look, Miriam co-founded it, but it was this person, Ruth Brown, that really made it a functional and to-be-successful record label. That's why it says the house that Ruth built underneath it. Now, in 1942, again, I'm doing these out of order, Sister Rosetta Tharp. She is nicknamed the godmother of rock and roll. And what's really funny is when you see her, she looks like anybody's grandmother. Be baking cookies at any point in time. But she strapped a Gibson SG around her neck. Mm-hmm. And man, man, could she play. Yeah, she could. Here's the question. What was the first rock and roll record ever? I happen to think it's That's All Right Mama by Arthur Big Boy Crudup. And by the way, Crudup is how it's said. I said it Crudup one time, and somebody got very angry at me over that. So Crudup, I actually checked it to make sure I was right. It is suggested that her 1944 track, Strange Things Happening Every Day, is the first rock and roll record. I don't agree. And I don't even agree it's the first rock and roll record by Sister Rosetta Tharp. I'm going to play, I don't know, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Wow, that's a long song. I like it. 20 seconds or so of strange things happening every day. Listen to it.
church people sing They are in this holy way There are strange things happening every day On that last red judgment day When they drive them all away Now blatantly... That could be a rock and roll song, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. I Number one, I don't think it was her. But again, if it was her, I don't think it was Strange Things Happening Every Day. I think it was a song called Rock Me, mm. where she didn't say rock me. And by the way, rock and roll is a euphemism for sex. So when she says rock me, she's not saying you know, uh, move the chair back and forth while right. I'm sitting there. Right. I, 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 you know, don't rock the baby. That kind of, no, she, you know what she's saying. And she also went, rock me. When you read biographies of a lot of early people, specifically Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis Presley, Little Richard, they state it was Rosetta Tharp that taught them how to sing rock and roll. And they mention the song, rock me by name. So if I had to pick it, this would be the first rock and roll song, if indeed the first rock and roll song was by Rosetta Tharp, and that's the one I'm going to play on Rock School. Now, won't you hear me swinging? Hear the words that I'm singing. Much my soul dying. Coming out of Sister Rosetta Tharp, I, I still think I'm right about that. Uh, I got a few here I want to talk to you about, but I'm going to do them out of order again so I can indeed play the song I want to play. In 1960, Connie Francis becomes the first solo woman to hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with everybody's somebody's Fool. Woo. Then, in 64, the Supremes set a record, which, by the way, still stands today. Really? As the female group with the most Hot 100 number ones, racking up 12. Oh, yes. Now we're 1960s. talking. So there you go. A little mm-hmm. bit of chart stuff. 1967. A lot of people might be able to tell you that the image on the front cover of the first Rolling Stone magazine was John Lennon. Okay, who was on the second, meaning she would be the first woman to be on the cover of Rolling Stone? I don't know. Was it 1967? Joan Baez? I don't know. Who was it? Good, good pick. Tina Turner. Oh, second issue. That's a better pick. (laughs) Second issue. First woman on the cover of Rolling Stones. 1975, The Runaways. Joan Jett um, fronts out this group. It is the first all-female rock group of this iconic area forming in 1975 uh, and Jet herself was inducted uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2015. So Runaways becomes the first. Now you say, no, wait a minute, Joe. You said that the reason for the show is because the Go-Go's had the first number one album. That's the thing about saying first. Mm-hmm. You have to always wink and if you don't wink you have to come with a lot of qualifications. The Runaways were the first all-female band. Well, successful all-female band. There had to be some before. However, they didn't have a number one album. The Go-Go's did. See the difference there, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, yeah. And in 1959, Ella Fitzgerald becomes the first lady of song 
winning 14 Grammys. The first African-American woman to win one. Now, wait a minute. Why are you qualifying the first African-American woman? Why not the first woman? Well, once again, if you're going to say first, you have to be really picky. To which you say, no, wait a minute. In 59, that's when the Grammy started. So if she's the first African-American woman to win one, that means she's the first woman. Uh, no. There's a woman named Renetta Tibaldi, who is an opera star, and another woman, Keely Smith. She was a pop singer. They both won their award before Ella Fitzgerald won hers. Isn't that picky? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. So Ella Fitzgerald here on Rockstar. <laughs> Coming into the first break, let me give you a few we're not going to play a song from. Do you remember Susie Quattro? I do. Stumbling in. Yes. That was a big one. She came up on three different web pages in 1973 as the, this is another one of those where it's the, the left-handed blind dentists from Cleveland who walk with a limp and slur their words. Okay, you know, hit you me, gotta, hit yeah. me. She is the first woman mm-hmm. to front a rock band and play bass guitar. Oh, wow. wow. I know. That's that's going out of your way to find one. This is another one you can argue with me all day long. 1980, the first rap song to go to number one. Mm, I know it. What is it? Blondie. That's right. Blondie's Rapture. Yeah. Now, a lot of people get angry about that. The the concern is that Blondie was not a rap artist right she just knew because she was from new york city she just knew of this new art form and thought it was cute and fun and all of that so decided to put it at the end yeah and it's it is so blatantly 1980s you know you go out at night eating cars you eat cadillacs subarus you know what i mean it's it's so 1980s early rap it's not great the concern is when i say it People go, no, she, we can't do that because she's not. And I say, well, look, the next rap song to go to number one was Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby. And then they go, you know that Blondie? Yeah, That's not a, so bad, huh? Yeah, not so bad now. Yeah, lovely. Then. 1986, Francis Preston. He started, or she started, a career as a radio station receptionist and was appointed president CEO of BMI. In 1986, becoming the first woman in the music industry to achieve the top executive rank. She actually led the thing until 2004 and was responsible for, I can't tell you how many careers, probably thousands while she was running BMI. Talk about the secretary knowing everything that was going on in the business. Yeah, she knew. And then she ran it. (laughs) She knew where the bodies were buried. Yes, she did. Not a question. Who's listening to us? Ooh, well, that would be KSRQ, Thief River Falls, Minnesota. Okay, when we get back from the break, we'll do that Go-Go's things again and uh, maybe even play a Go-Go's tune. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Hey, Rock School listener, what did you do over your Christmas holiday? Well, I put out an album. I'd like you to listen to it as well. Do me a favor, go to your favorite streaming service and type Joe Burns Tools of the Trade. Once again, Joe 
Burns, Tools of the Trade. It's on every streaming service. It's 18 songs, and it's all me. And it was produced in this studio. Give a listen to it. Tell me what you think. Once again, search Joe Burns, Tools of the Trade. Thanks for listening. out of the break let's do a couple and then i'll tell you about beauty and the beat one more time 1987 aretha franklin becomes the first woman inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame 1987 the thing about it is that april she also scores her first number one in goodness knows how many years since respect back in 1967 she had a duet with george michael i knew you were waiting knew you were waiting for me oh yeah Good song. Heck of a year. She should have gone in in the first oh, yes. year. Yes. She should have. If if I were one of the voting members, I would say, look, it's our first year. Let's be representative. Huh? You know, well, women didn't sing music in the 50s. Oh, they didn't? I'm sorry. Let me simply check that. Uh, back that up. And the one that... No, let me give you another one here. Mariah Carey in the 80s becomes the first artist to reach number one, not just first woman, first artist to reach number one in the Billboard Hot 100 in four different decades. She started that back then. Two! She's also the first artist to have her first five singles reach number one on the Billboard charts. I'm sure that's been equaled. I'm going to guess it's also been probably beaten but i have no idea and she also hit that uh, really high note you know what that's called what is that here's a here's a dumb piece of trivia to cram into your into your thing give it to me and it's not just her Uh remember minnie ripperton could do it loving you Ah! david lee roth before he destroyed his voice with cigarettes and beer he could do it no Uh, axel rose has that that is what's known as the whistle register where uh-uh. you, you literally close everything off except the very, very front. It might be the very, very back, but I think it's the very, very front of your vocal cords where they are the thinnest. And I'm sure she just did it because she, you know, genetically could do it. It said anyone can learn to sing no, in the whistle register. I've I, tried. I don't know that I need to take all that time for that. And the one we started the whole show off with. Beauty and the Beat hits number one, 1982, in America, making the Go-Go's the first all-girl band with the number one album. This is from that album here on Rock School. Welcome to the bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. We'll do seven days here in just a minute. But first, let me give you one more. In 1995, Salt and Peppa became hip-hop pioneers and the first female rap group to win a Grammy for the song None of Your Business. Mm. Now, here's the problem. Yeah. Queen Latifah was up for the same kind of award right not in the same category though and she also won in 1995 remember talking about ella fitzgerald and those other two women simply beat her to it oh yeah queen latifah could have been the first female rap artist to win a grammy but 
salt and pepper simply won it previous to her. So oh, yeah. she came in. You could really make an argument that salt and pepper with Spinderella uh-huh. huh, yes. is a group. And she, solo. Um, why can't I come up with it? Queen Latifah is a solo artist. Yeah, you could. You could. So that, that's what we're going to say, right? Yes. Beautiful. Okay, seven days, 70 seconds, March 6th, all the way through March 12th. Tammy, you got Monday, go. March 6th, 1982, Beauty and the Beat hits number one in America, making the Go-Go's the first all-girl band with a number one album. What's that, nine times we've read that now? Yeah. March 7th, 1987, the first four Beatles albums are released on compact discs. March 8th, 1993, Beavis and Butthead premiere on MTV. You know, I've started watching South Park again, Yeah. and Beavis and Butthead has been redone. Mike Judge has put it back up on Comedy Central. Really? Brand new episodes. And I, do you remember, it was last night, I was trying to watch one of them. And you couldn't? I just watched it and went, you know what? There was a time I thought this was really funny. Make the sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fire. March 9th, 1997's Biggie Smalls is killed in Los Angeles six months after Tupac met the same fate. March 10th, 2015, the family of Marvin Gaye is awarded $7.3 million in a copyright lawsuit with the authors of Blurred Lines saying it's too close to Gotta Give It Up. It's also currently under appeal. Still? Yeah. No, no they're going to lose it. They're gonna, they should have never won it in the first place simple idea of the the song Blurred Lines is in a major key, got to give it up is in a minor key. Well, you didn't take it. Mm. Well, he changed the key. That's enough! There's only 12 notes! Mm. What do you want? March 11th, 1970, the Grammys named Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young Best New Artist. And March 12th, 1969, Paul McCartney marries Linda Eastman in a registrar's office in London. Love that. None of the other Beatles attended the ceremony. Love you, Paul. All right, let's do two to get us into music. 1994, Sylvia Rohn, R-H-O-N-E. Sylvia Rohn is appointed chairman, CEO of Electra Entertainment in 1994. She becomes the first woman and the first African-American in the industry to head up a major label. And in 1999, the one we'll play, Lauren Hill, becomes the first woman to win five Grammys at one award ceremony Ooh. for her album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, I loved her so much. Well, you're going to love her for the next four minutes and three seconds. Here's Lauren Hill yeah. on Rock School. Back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like, yeah. 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 yo, yo. My men and my women, don't forget about the dean. This is not the most the king, yo. It's about a thing, uh, yeah. Feel yo. real good with your hands in the air and lick two shots in the into the second break we're talking number ones firsts for females women in the you know i have seen online mm-hmm. you're not supposed to use the word female anymore 
Oh, what? Wait. I know people seem to be upset about it. So if you're talking about a story and you go, um, 36-year-old male, 35-year-old female, they would rather have the word. I say they. I'm, you know, what am I talking about? This ethereal thing that is social media. Mm-hmm. The word female just seems to not be correct anymore. You're supposed to use woman or women. Oh, right? okay. So if okay, I fine. see a bathroom with female on it, don't go in there. I st- see. I would be afraid anymore. What to do with a bathroom? How do you do? You write men, women. Do you put a picture of what would represent a male and a female? Do you do you make some kind of a joke or something? I did, I'm not sure what to do. I, I have one. Just one bathroom. Just one bathroom. Would it, you? It says bathroom. Would just, you? I, I don't care who you are. Just go pee. I would put a trough outside. Just make sure you hit it. That's yeah. all I'm asking. When somebody's here, everybody look the other way. That's what I would do. In 2000, Shania Twain's Come On Over becomes the first album to top Billboard's country albums mm-hmm. for 50 weeks. Now, Luke Combs, this one's for you, has equaled the feat but didn't beat it really yeah so the highest country album on their chart 50 weeks shania twain got it first 2001 hey hang on hang what, on what 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 luke what? combs you know what he did i don't know sang a country song wore a hat no at the beginning of the new year he said yeah. hello to me he did yes he did where did you meet luke combs i didn't meet him anywhere it was on my uh spotify I, you had he, to have been drunk up, no he came had on there and he said thank you for listening to my music and oh, I was geez. like oh. I I have said thank you for listening to my music you never get all gooey eyed over that in 2001 Whitney Houston becomes the first female recipient of BET's Lifetime Achievement Award 2003 Beyonce becomes the first female artist and fifth artist ever to top both the singles and album charts in the US and the UK simultaneously. What year was that? I know that's a long walk, but she basically had the singles and the album number one in two countries. What year? 2003. Okay, so she has owned it Oh, for that long. Yeah, for that long. Yeah. I'll give you one more. Now I think I'll wait for the next uh, coming out of the break. Who's listening to us here on the Rock School Show? Stop drinking. I'm not. You have a job to do. WHFC. Hartford Community Radio. Actually, it's Harford Community. Harford, yeah, no T in there. There's no T in Hartford. It's Harford. They don't sell insurance there. So back in a minute here on Rock School. Hey, Rock School listener, believe it or not, I put out an album. Well, it's the fourth album, but the fact still remains I put out an album, and I'd like you to listen to it. Go to your favorite streaming service, I'm on all of them, and search Joe Burns Tools of the Trade. Once again, Joe Burns, Tools of the Trade. It's 18 songs. It was produced in this studio right here. I play all the instruments. I sing all the parts. And I'd like you to listen. Once again, your favorite streaming service. Search Joe Burns, Tools of the Trade. Thanks. Out of the break in 2011, Katy Perry's Teenage Dream ties Michael Jackson's Bad 
as the only album to generate five Hot 100 number one hits. So she's the second to do it, but she is the first woman to do it. Name any song off of Teenage Dream. Uh, Is that one on there? Sure, why not? I don't know it either. I would have a hard time naming a bunch off of Michael Jackson's Bad other than Bad, which I think is the title of the album. This is how old we are. Music has gone past us. Aww. We're going to play uh, a song here. Let's do one more with uh, Taylor Swift. 2014 becomes the first woman to replace herself at number one Whoa. on the Hot 100 when Blank Space dethrones Shake It Off in 2014. You know, do you remember the song Mbop? Yes, I do. I have Mbop and Shake It Off existing on the same brain cell in my head. Yeah, me I too. I think they are both equally as annoying, and even though I feel that, mm-hmm. I will listen to them if they come on and sing them. Really? I think we call that the Nickelback effect. Oh, stop. In 2013, Carol King becomes the first woman to win the Gershwin Prize for Popular Songs. Love her. Here's Carol King on Rock School. Into the last break, this has nothing to do with the topic. I, I made a joke in the last break that it was the Nickelback effect. I'm supposed to hate Nickelback, but when Nickelback comes on, I'm like, hey, turn that up a little bit and all that. How did you how did you uh, stylize my love of Nickelback? Oh, I don't know. How? Oh, you, CrossFit. Yeah. You went, here's Nickelback. CrossFit. Every I did CrossFit for a while. Weights. Yeah. How do you know a person is a vegan? Wait ten seconds, they'll tell you. How do you know a person did CrossFit? Wait four seconds, and they'll tell you. Oh. Uh, and I'm telling you, every day, the the perp- what song was playing was immaterial. The purpose was to create this unbelievable driving beat. So as you are lifting far too much weight as you should be doing, you somehow are being pushed forward by Chad Kroger and 17 Marshall amplifiers. Mm -hmm. Just loud and hard and blah, blah, blah. All right, back to the firsts for women. 2011, the first woman to lead the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra is Cleo Gould. She was a violinist and a professor and did it at 30. Four. Ta-da. Yeah, she actually held the position for 14 years. Woo! 19, pardon me, this is 2013. I found this one and it's so neat. And the reason I think it's so neat is I've I've never felt that as a guy I should own the instrument. There's there are people that are like that. You know, there shouldn't be women guitarists. Right? I've never felt are I should you own serious? the instrument. If you, I've known them. If you are a woman and you can defeat me, go for it. Mm-hmm. But I ain't going to make it easy on you. You know, let's go. But I'll be more than pleased to battle. The, when you think of a guy who beatboxes, I'm really good at it. Um, 
What, <laughs> what was that? When you think of a person that beatboxes, do you ever think of a woman or do you always think of a man? Mm. A uh, guy. Yeah, more normally a guy. I'm not trying to be sexist, but you probably think of a guy. In 2013, the first woman became the world championship beatboxer. Her name is Belle Arisman, and she made her mark by winning the UK beatbox championship in the UK, then winning the world championship the next year at age of 21 and 22. Why I think that's so fun is all I can see are all these guys with the big puffy coats and the shoes without shoelaces and the hat cocked 45 degrees sideways, and here comes this woman and beats them all. How did she beat them? By beatboxing. Ah. By beatboxing. 2015, Adele becomes the first woman to have three top 10 singles on Billboard's Hot 100 chart at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In 2020, Billie Eilish becomes the first woman to sweep the Grammys. There's a, a sweep in the Oscars. It's like the top four categories. There's also a sweep in the Grammys. You just haven't, you don't hear much about it because it next to never happens. People just aren't nominated enough. So she swept, as the first woman to do it, the big four, album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, best new artist. So oh. you really only have one shot at it. Only Christopher Cross had previously achieved it, but Billie Eilish was the first woman. You might as well give up it. after that. Just, I, yeah. just you know, you're you, done. You know, that, I think that's one of the problems with having a first album that is so incredibly good. Like Hootie and the Blowfish, and I know what you're going to say. Oh, that technically God. wasn't their first album. Can you imagine Cracked Rear Window? Their, sec- their album after Cracked Rear Window sold something like four times platinum, mm-hmm. which which anybody else would, oh my God, I'll take that all day. Mm-hmm. The problem is Cracked Rear Window was like 20 times platinum, so pure success gets crushed. Yeah. What are you going to do? Oof. And this is the one we're going to end up on. Stevie Nicks. In 2019, Stevie Nicks becomes the first woman to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. She was part of a group. Can you name the group? Oh, Fleetwood Mac. Thank you. And as a solo artist, can you name the solo artist? Uh, her. Yeah. Carol King and Tina Turner have since done it. However, Stevie Nicks was the first to do it. And that wraps it up. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Back next week with another show, and it's a goodie. It's a goodie. All right. That's it. Class is dismissed.